tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight only on Disney+. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hello, beautiful human. Thanks for laying us into your ears today. We are about to catch up with Allie and AJ. They got a lot to say. A brand new album is on the way, plus history to discuss and a whole lot more. And today's interview is being delivered to you by GoPuff. GoPuff is the best. Nobody gets things to your door like GoPuff. Whatever you need, you can get it. Thousands of items available right in the palm of your hand. Snacks, electronics, home goods, booze. Whatever you need, they got it for you. Just go puff it. And if you want to save money, use my code. Zach10. Use it when you're checking out. You'll save $10 off your first two orders. Zach10. Use it. Try it. Here's Allie and AJ. Allie and AJ are in the studio. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having us. Um, this is... No, thank you for being here. Thank you for putting up with us. Thank you for choosing <laughs> to let my croaky voice today enter into your ears. I'm so sorry about that. No, we, I, no, I don't apologize. It. it is um, a bit raspier a though raspy. than last time. Yes, and, well, it's not usually this raspy. Yeah. I, uh, uh, God's truth is you get over like having bronchitis and then you scream on top of that. Oh, no. And then you smoke a little weed and by a little weed, I mean a lot of weed. It's just like been the perfect storm over the last few days to have a yeah, shit yeah, voice. Yeah. Got, Got it. it. But we'll recover. You'll be Got fine. It. We'll be stronger than You know who you kind of sound like right now? Who? Michael Barbaro. Oh. Which, by the way, I think iconic. is a major compliment. That's huge. And he's iconic. But I will say, I think he's losing his voice sometimes. That's... I and mean, I worry about him. That man does it every day. He it does is it every day. So be careful of your voice. I, it, there is something... Treat it with kindness. Well, so I, I do wonder, as you, you guys are... By the way, we're going to dissect an entire new body work. I'm very excited about it. But as always, I have to acknowledge the fact that you've been doing this since almost the dawn of time. <laughs> is there something that like in order to do what you have done and it's more than just music like even acting and being able to show up on a set every day day in day out being able to memorize lines has there been like one vital thing that you need to keep intact in order to actually show up and act or mm. be professional because at the end of the day I know how high up on the call sheet y'all are you know the the way the the way the <laughs> not day not always that high not <laughs> always you'd be surprised <laughs> no, but like the way the day would fall out in a lot of ways would be up to how you guys showed up that day so yeah well I'm usually sleep. always yeah it's I would say sleep is number the, one is, is sleep. number one and I I would say I'm usually like three to five minutes late on set pretty much every day yeah but but that five minutes okay. is fine it's like they always put a buffer in but I would say that you know that's because I am just someone that really wants to sleep as long as possible Same. I will literally wake up and be like I have to be in the car in 15 minutes and it's like I can brush my teeth I can jump in the shower really quick do a body shower you know like 
I don't drink coffee in the morning, so I don't have to make that. It's like I basically roll out in pajamas and, and she leaves and hardly any time. Almost no time. I leave a little more time and I still end up also three to five minutes late. <laughs> are, are, are we memorizing lines though? Like are you oh, yeah. showing yeah, yeah, up yeah, prepared? Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. I, I actually, I think as you spend more time on a set, it's more and more tempting to not memorize in advance mm. and to just say, ah, I could memorize it in the don't hair and makeup it. chair, but don't do it. It's it's never good. And then when you do do it, you're like, oh, yep, I regret it. That was really stupid. Uh, unless it's an insanely light day and you have like four lines or something and you're like, I'm, I'm fine. I can memorize this in 10 minutes. But, but I always come super prepared. So does AJ. Yeah. I think that's just the people we are. We're kind of, you know, those type eight. And then I love running it in the trailer. Like, if all the actors are down while we're in hair and makeup, I'm like, let's do it. Let's run it. Let's run it again. Mm. Let's run it again. Like, I need that. Yeah. Some people don't. But, but do you push the envelope a little bit and then end up kind of tripping over yourself and maybe not having a day on set that you needed? Because, like, at the end of the day, too, if you fuck up, it's kind of embarrassing because there's a bunch of people behind the camera and in Video Village watching you. Right. And everyone needs to reset. And, like, right. nobody wants to be that fucking guy. It happens. I've like, been right. that guy. I it's think it terrible. happens to every actor. It happens. Where you have a moment of, like, it's really not happening today. And you go, I, pr- I'm prepared. I'm actually not nervous. Like, I know all these people, right. but sometimes your brain just isn't, like, firing on the same uh. level as it usually does. And those days are, are embarrassing and do feel really terrible. But everybody's always like, it's fine. It's not a big deal. Even though you're like, yeah. maybe it, it is. It sucks when I, you're a guest. So. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. You know, because you're not, you're not a regular. You're yeah. not, like, usually there. Like, yeah. Allie and I guest starred on The Good Doctor a couple years ago. And we had a lovely experience and we played sisters and it was really fun. And we were like, let's do it. This will be great. And Allie got really sick and they had to like move the entire schedule one day. Literally, it was the first time I've ever had to, or AJ, I was so sick. AJ had to call in and say, she literally can't come into work today. Yeah, it was gnarly. I was that ill. Well, and all the years you were doing that. In all the years, that was the only time I've ever literally had to call a production and say, I can't yeah. physically be on well, set because it. And we were guests. I mean, it costs people money to do that. Yeah, like, they had it's to the like re. Deal. They had to yeah. reconfigure the day's shooting, which you know I think they were they able to handle out. and figure yeah, it out. Yeah. But they AJ, I think, shot all of her stuff that day instead, and then I shot the following day. So the whole joke was, of course, with Freddie, who's so sweet, was like, well, Freddie, he's a doctor, so just come to set. He'll take <laughs> he'll, care he'll of you. He'll cure you. <laughs> he's a yeah. good doctor. And I was the one that actually wasn't even supposed to be... I was the sick like, one. Like, the, the <laughs> sick one. So it was also even weirder, where I was like, it'd be different if I was your role. Maybe I could have just sat in that bed, but it's I was It's true, I sat I was in the bed up. a lot. <laughs> Are there moments you miss a Phil the Future? Ever? <laughs> Um, I miss being a kid That's cute. and having like the innocence of a child's mind and not having the like history of, you know, living as an adult, yeah. you know, and all those years in between. There's something that's really nice and naive about just being a kid and not having the worries that an adult carries. So in that way, yes, I, I, I miss those moments. And we had a lot of fun on the set. I mean, we all got along really well as a cast it was very like it was a low drama show. Was were you surprised by that? Um, we all had very different personalities, um, so in a way, I think it's 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 not surprising that we all got along. But like, you know, we all also were different ages, yeah. so it wasn't like we were all the same age where we all could relate to each other. You know, Raviv is uh, like three years older than me, which at that point in time that feels like ten years. Totally. You know, when you're fourteen. Um, and then Amy is a couple years younger than I am. Um, but 
but yeah, we had a lot of fun. I mean, we had a lot of like gags and, you know, things on set that entertained us as kids. I'm sure if I experienced it now, I'd be like, well, that's kind of lame. Why did I find that entertaining? But when you're 14, you, you think it's cool. You oh, know? Totally. And by the way, like I have friends who were on shows growing up as young kids and they, it wasn't as fun. You know, there was mm-hmm. not nearly as many gags. If, yeah, if any, we, by the way, and like, we and yeah. we had like a great like hair and makeup team, wardrobe team was really great, like really sweet people that I think you know were used to working on, on kid shows, um, and so I had really good relationships with them. They were kind of our like safe haven if you know we were going through like some teenage angst. Mm. You know, we would talk to them in the hair and makeup chair. Well, because it genuinely is a lot, right? Like you're, and and I only know this because again, my friends looking back at my life, you know, I worked at Nickelodeon, and like. You, know, you, you there's so much pressure put on a human being at that stage in life while you're also still a sponge soaking in so much mm-hmm. and then to have the professional stress and pressure of like showing up and mm-hmm. and you have to know to a certain degree that like what you what you're stepping in there to do is a big deal mm-hmm. and yeah you're like a little mini adult yeah you have to be yeah, yeah you, you do. have to be and i think yeah. and i think it's i think that age and i had overall pretty good experiences i mean there's definitely been moments that were weird or you know uncomfortable or uh, just challenging to maybe overcome you know being young yeah. children that didn't come from a family that was you know brought up in the business like our, our family wasn't involved in that at all so it was very much we were at ground zero on everything learning everything but i think at the same time it's a good reminder that the industry is not an ideal place probably for a kid to grow up and like if someone is wondering if they should like put their kid in you know into acting or something i would just say you know what you're going to be a lot safer if you just wait till the kid is like legal age and they can make adult decisions on their own mm. because it's a lot of responsibility to have to place on the parents shoulders and mm. the reps and then the kid it's just a lot well the thing is the adults on set i think their job is to be able to form how that kid will grow up, or at least help, not yeah. form, because they're not the parents. But it's up to them to be responsible with how mm-hmm. they treat the children on set, and yeah. not every adult is going to be that That's way. True. So it's like, as a parent, how do you really go, all right, my kid's feed safe. my kid to the set, yeah. see what happens, because not every adult's going to be respectful of that. Dude, I, I know that the sets that I've been on, it's very business, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? And it's, the way the phrase is, it's business, not personal. But when you're dealing with children at a totally. very vulnerable stage it of their personal. life, it is incredibly personal. And then you also really, the other dark side of this whole thing is there are parents that n- need the success of their children to survive. Yes. And in some cases, it's the fame and the glow that they want to bask in and mm-hmm. ride that wave. And in the worst cases it's, it's financial, financial. you're right it's I, so sad I had a very close friend who was incredibly successful has been on everybody's TV numerous times over mm. I had no idea the depths at which that financial support was going mm. until I realized that like their parents didn't work right. yeah and you're like, like wait a minute you're like so you're a working child that's like keeping the lights on but, in your home and had been for like a long time that's devastating that's so and they sad. were making stupid money yeah stupid yeah. money talking about like could be six figures a week mm-hmm, mm-hmm. per episode yeah that's insane but do those parents think they're working by being stage parents yes probably mm-hmm. 100% they, they do. probably think well my kid is yeah. 
they do able to do this because of me. Yes. yes. So I'm which the is, one. It's a justification, which is unfortunate because, again, it's like, you know, if your kid is really passionate about being in the industry and it's something that brings them a lot of joy, which I, I've experienced working with a couple of like child actors where I'm like, they are natural. They mm. like being here. Totally. They're not complaining. They're super stoked. They're like total pros, but they also feel like they're still a kid. Yeah. You know, they're not like, they're not adults. They're still children. And and that was because I thought the parents were really solid and seemed like they had a good head on their shoulders. But I think a lot of the times, you know, the kids sometimes don't even want to be there. That's, yes. that's the really sad that part is, is when you're, you're like, like well, oh my gosh, you're like, this family is like destroying themselves from the inside out all because they're using this kid as... Well, I'll, I'll tell you a really story. Sad. I watched this and it was pretty wild. I watched a kid who's super young who gets this guest starring role on a show, huge deal, definitely compete against probably like 50 to 100 kids, easy, gets the gig, goes to the table read, shows one inclination of not wanting to be there, and mm-hmm. then the show and her executive producer fires the kid. Oh, gosh. Literally almost immediately. Oh. And fires him tell, through the mom, the whole thing. Wow. Crazy. New kid looks similar to him there oh. by the end of the day. Right, just Gosh. like immediately replaced. It's brutal. No, it's a, it's a really crazy industry. He yeah. literally was going from table read to rehearsal, and it was like... You're out. Yeah, yeah he didn't step two seconds on set. I mean, look... I, I believe it. I think... I don't think AJ has ever been fired from a job. Have you? No. Mm-hmm. I've been fired from two. Whoa. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I guess I don't know how you want to call it fired. It's not like you're fired where they're saying it to your face. Eh. They're like, they're moving in a different direction, which you're like, okay. Um, <laughs> you're been, fired. I've been there, yeah. But yeah. but one of the times it was actually like, a, we're moving in a different direction. You're way too young. We've seen you now with the rest of the cast, and we cast you about 10 years too young looking at you with all these other people that are supposed to be yeah, couples. it made no sense. It made no sense. I mean, I kind of knew even going in, I was like, I'm like 10 years younger than everybody in this cast this is a little bit odd. Maybe I'm supposed to be like the young girlfriend. Uh. And and so that was like, you know. I what was show? Like, oh. uh, it was a pilot that never went. Uh. With Will, um, with uh, Will Forte. How many pilots have you all done? Not that many. I've done, By the way, I've done a good amount, but not crazy. There's, a, I mean. Well, you had a pilot that went. Well, I've only ever done yeah, shows. That were just I mean, on. I don't mean yeah that sounds horrible but no. like but like the well, guardian and like Oliver yeah. Bean and and the Goldbergs and schooled like I don't well, know you if I've ever shot a pilot actually you, that's a really good question and then and I don't then think you have never. I've I've shot some pilots that just never went yeah How did, it sucks doesn't it well I really Kinda. wanted the Chevy Chase one to go that would have been cool you did a show with Chevy Chase yes. it was just a pilot that never went with him yeah. and Beverly D'Angelo what yeah. the fuck yeah, yeah. dude I, I think if it if it had gone and it had worked, it, it would have been, been huge. really great. But did it huge. work when you were there? Did you feel like it was no, working? No, yeah, we, me know. and the other actor like looked at each other and we were like, "This is a mess." Yeah. I mean, he, you know, he just—I think he—he just—it was hard for him to memorize lines. Yeah. He was older, you know. Yeah. He was—he's had, I think, a lot of health issues. Yeah, he doesn't need to be the lead of a show now. Yeah, yeah. Like, but I think it was the name of using, you know, of course, of using the yeah. two of them as okay. We're gonna spin this off into. Now they have children and they're, you know, 
their their children or raising a family like that. But a little amazing. confusing because they weren't playing the Griswolds. So so it's uh, actually correct. a little correct. They were not. You're kind of like wait, but that's wait, the Griswolds. Yeah, They're just you, using that same couple. Yeah, kind of like an old Hollywood movie would like reuse uh, the same two stars because it was like this was a successful thing. Right. You know? It could have worked. Um, I don't hate it, but also they probably didn't have the rights to use the Griswolds or something. I'm sure they did. Probably. Um, but all, yeah. it was an a, I think it's ABC, right? Yeah, ABC. I think probably. that's yeah. No, you're right. So but no, I've never shot a pilot. Wild that you've never shot a pilot. Mm-hmm. You know when it's you're on set though. Like you feel. I it. feel like you know, and I feel like you know when it's like this is gonna get picked up, yeah, and then when you're like, Oof, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> I've done three, and I just knew. really yeah yeah. Not and one got went. picked up. No Over fuck three. no. I yeah, think that they, the, you have a out. you have greater chances of them not going than going. Oh, hundred yeah. yeah. percent. Oh my god, the likelihood of it hitting is crazy. I'd rather just do my own fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Totally. You know, fuck that. But you, you did get really. I mean, do you consider it luck being able to g- grab a role on the Goldbergs and then see it spin into mm-hmm. something that is your own vehicle? Yeah, that was really cool. I mean, it didn't last as long as we all thought what? the spinoff, but. The pandemic really took us out. I mean, I think the show would have kept going, but after two years, it was it was done. But I still get the Goldbergs. Like, I feel like I'll always have Lainey. Like, as we're long still as that show keeps going, ten seasons. Yeah, th- I just came back. Crazy. I'm doing another episode. Like, it's yeah, it has been crazy. I I do think some of it's luck. I mean, I I happen to know Adam Goldberg because of Allie. Um, he had uh, tested her on a show with Christian Slater that he was doing way before the Goldbergs called Breaking In and fell in love with Allie as an actor and was like, she's great, blah, blah, blah. And then me and Allie tried to sell a show with Adam and it didn't land and instead the Goldbergs went. And he emailed me one day and was like, there's this role, Lainey Lewis, she's like kind of the bad girlfriend, like, will you come in and do like a couple days? And I was like, sure. And the role originally had like no lines. Like I was like an extra, which I was like, I'm down. Like I'll do it. I love Adam. I love the cast. I was even like, are you sure you want to do this? <laughs> it was. Pr- I it was, was like, like a co-star, co-star. It was pretty little. I mean, I mean, the first like episode, then second, then third. I was like, okay, I'm I'm coming back, but it's still not really growing. That's cool. And then finally, it was like heavy recurring, and then <laughs> became a regular, and then the spinoff. It was crazy. So yeah, I do think some of that's luck, but also like. We built a relationship with Adam and yeah. had a genuine rapport. And yeah, but is it luck or did you just show up and had an energy on set that people wanted around That's so they part of it chose too. to give you more? Yeah. That's sweet. I, I would like to think so, yeah. 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 That's like, I, I just wonder how like thespians measure success, especially in a world that is as fickle as television because like- Being asked to come back. Yeah. Like, yeah, like sure. one day it's super on and then the next mm-hmm. day it's super fucking off, but yet your relevancy is still existent because- the show you could be on is airing in syndication or it's ingrained in people's lives and childhoods. Like it is, it is like, like, do you see it as six luck or is it really seen as like, fuck, I did this. Like I got this, even though like, it's weird. Like it could come down to random luck, like somebody else not showing up that day or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I think think it's it's a combo. I do. I think it's definitely luck, but then I definitely think it's, the hard work of the actor being right for the role, but also like timing. You can be you could be so right in so many ways, and then wrong in one way, and that just takes you out, which uh, is also really annoying. It's a great point. And, that that and, must that fucks you up. It does. Yeah, yeah. And then there's also times where you're like, I should. I really, truly. I mean, I'm sure everybody is biased to their own performance or their own talent, but there's definitely times where I'm like, I really, truly should have booked that. Like uh, that should have been mine because now I'm seeing it you know as the show or the movie or whatever mm. and I know that I was better than this and then there's other times where you're like you know what that person actually is kind of better I believe this character more 
with this actor, you know, right. but like, no, right. but there's definitely times where I've been like, you know, they lost out <laughs> mm-hmm. and you're like, actually there is some like, there's some solace to that. I think. I agree. You find peace. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. 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 Even though you didn't get to do the project, you're like, you know what though? I wouldn't have changed anything I would have done about the audition or. Right. And then there's the ones every once in a while where you're like, I would have done that a little differently now that I know that this person booked it or whatever, mm. you know, or I would have dressed maybe in this way or. Yeah, because one little thing like that oh, really can weird. throw off somebody's perception or it's image strange. that they have in their mind already or yeah. or even where you're from. Yes. Like like I've lost out on a role because they were like, she's a little too California. She's from California. And, it's like, what? and I'm like, what the hell does that uh, mean? You're giving Midwest, sister. Yeah, right. Thank you. you. Know? Thank you. <laughs> well, and I didn't book it. And yeah. it was like one of those things where it was like that was kind of the main reason why. And it was really wrong in my opinion if you're a great actor you're a great actor it doesn't doesn't matter matter where you're from from. oh my god yeah what the fuck isn't he the job of an actor to uh, take on whatever the 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 character is exactly exactly okay you want me from appalachia great from appalachia like what it's so bizarre Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You guys ever feel like you don't get hired because you are Ali and AJ? Totally. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. Yes. I think especially when we were younger, it did not help us. It was like a bad, it was like, I get which that. is funny, whereas almost in a weird way now, I like to think that being successful again in music would, I, I don't know, would only be a positive because mm-hmm. it's just more eyeballs or more yeah, fans or I more people so. in seats or watching the show. But I think when we were younger, it was very hard. And it was also very hard because they would confuse us all the time. It's like, no, I'm Allie. That's AJ. She's <laughs> totally. the younger one. I mean, I guess we were both blonde, yeah, so it was were. more confusing. But um, <laughs> but I do think it was like a negative. It was not a positive. No. It wasn't like, cool, Allie and AJ, they sold, you know, this many records. No. And, like, right. It was, like, huh? it was more like, oh, you're going to go in for this J.J. Abrams movie? Do not say you do music. Like, yeah, he doesn't want to hear yeah. that you're a pop star. Mm-hmm. Like. And maybe now he would be into it because his yeah. daughter is. But like, <laughs> right. but like at the time, it's like, nope, I don't, I don't know what music is. I don't do it. Music, yeah. never heard of it. Never, never heard, heard of it. it. <laughs> never heard of it. Here to act. Ah, that's funny. By the way, like that is a thing. I, dude, I have friends who've had to change careers completely and totally because it's been so hard for them to get a job post a show mm-hmm. that, like, yeah. by the way, like debuted ten years ago and has been yeah. off the air for fucking. Ever. It's yeah. so unfair. It is. It's so, it's so unfair. It's, so unfair. it's <laughs> also like, who cares? Like nobody else would be judged in that way in other fields of work. You no. know what I mean? But in the arts, you're like right. so so harshly judged. Right. But it's gross because like, and it, and it creates a terrible system because you have then kids who are younger making money that they've never actually made before. Right. Mm-hmm. And even though it's not an insane amount of money, it's a nice yeah. amount of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's. The amount that's going to fucking run out. Totally. And you reach these high, high, high heights of fame. And then it's over. You have more money than you've ever seen. And then you think you're going to book shit right when you're out of whatever this longer show is. You did 100 episodes of. And then you don't. Yeah. Right. It's so, so true. You literally adapt or die. Yeah. No, it's so true. It's hard. It's really hard. You get it. Oh, yeah. My best friends, man. My best friends in life are like, who have child actors. Yeah. I I mean, mean, a lot of our really close girlfriends especially are child actors who have been in the industry for years and are like 
fantastic actresses, work really hard, you know, get to the finish line many times. They book stuff too, but like they've had moments of like major droughts. I mean, we have as well. I mean, where I'm in one, you could call. Like I haven't worked in a bit as an actor, you know? I mean, we've yeah. been, music has been so like well, that's... the focus. But 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 it, if you don't have that second outlet, that would right. be really devastating. I mean, it would be weird to be like, I guess then there's no judgment obviously on this, but I would be like, pivot? I guess now I have to do another job or I'm a yoga instructor or I don't know. Dude, like, and I'll tell you how I'm my like, I don't have any other skill, life skills. <laughs> yeah, that's, and, I don't either. <laughs> well, and that's, what we do? It's not okay. No, but genuinely. Like, there has truly. to be something freeing though with music where nobody else is judging you or casting you or that, thinking that is or wondering true. if you're worthy. It is or, that is true. I will say that it's is yours. the one reason I think why it's a bit of a one. It's more sustainable on mm. the acting because it doesn't have that judgment process in there. I mean, yes, you might be judged by someone saying, "I'm not putting your song on a playlist" or "I'm not putting this song on the radio," but all of that is kind of pointless, anyways. There's no mm. auditioning, and process. there's no auditioning process of saying, "Hey, you're not right for this," and you feel that immediate. There's no pilot. Your record's not canceled. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah, it's like Six, unless you're dropped from your label. You're I guess that would be the equivalent but, but but now with music democratized the way it is like yeah. at, the, at the end of the day like anybody has the ability to have a record find some sort of ears yeah. and rise totally. right totally. right it's all yours mm-hmm. it is no whereas casting. tv you're like is this show gonna get canceled is this are we, gonna are go we getting year? moved to a, this... a shitty night and now all of a sudden our ratings are gonna plummet like it's like right. there's so much politics behind it whereas music you're like the music's out and i believe in it and i'm happy and now i can go tour it go. and you're just worried about not worried, You're but just concerned, concerned about, about ticket sales. Like, yeah. who's going to show up? Yeah, and, and the cost of the tour. People. Because now things have changed so much with, I think, COVID changed a lot with the touring yeah. community. But then I think just streaming in general, I feel like it's harder to get people to come to a concert and to buy, you know, a merch item and a, t- and a nice ticket and all these things because people just want to spend their money differently. Um, so that's, I think, the greatest worry or concern is that. And then the budget of the tour, you know, how much it costs to have your band out, have them in hotel rooms. Yeah, on you're the running a nights. business. You exactly. know, the bus, the bus, I mean, buses like cost like 100K. Yeah, so expensive. For, for, for a, a couple month, months. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, or two. Yeah. Like, so, <laughs> I mean, crazy. it's like, it's insane. I mean, you, you talk to your business manager and you get off the phone and you're like, uh, <laughs> should we just cancel this whole tour? Um, but we've already put the tickets and out, like, and no, you know, they're, some of them are already sold. Like, what? And then you go, no, we just got to figure out a way to, like, cut back here. And like, it works. It works and, every and it time. Works, you know, in a weird way, you have to almost look at touring as like a promotional totally. vehicle and not like a money making vehicle. I mean, unless you're at a really high level and you're playing these huge, huge rooms. I think when you start getting that six thousand and up. That's when you can because there's a large amount of people. A hundred percent. Yeah. But by the way, like totally, totally fucking random. Nickelback happened to be on the show the other day. And oh really? Were they cool? Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, they're really cool. That's great. Yeah, I've heard they're great. Yeah. yeah, for for a band that has like really one of the worst raps for mm-hmm. doing nothing. Like they've done nothing. They've done to, nothing. Yeah. To give them I this know. definition, yeah. but it was literally a Comedy Central commercial. But they were saying that like they were playing giant arenas and still losing money because they needed. A floating fucking stage that would right. like. Right. So your point is like it is promotion. It's, it is. It's a yeah. Physical... They can even lose money at that oh at that God, place yes. if you're For saying sure. I need an LED wall and I need a pyro, pyro, pyro and, and I floating need, shit. Yeah. Right. And I need like twenty background dancers. And, well, because know. the bigger the venue, too, the more glitzy you have to be. Because yeah. for the mm-hmm. people that are way far in the back, mm-hmm. what are they going to see? Pyro. No, totally. They're not going to see much else. Yeah. They're way far up. So so you're kind of yeah. What would you? Does it make you? try to understand what 
makes your live show special and what those qualities are that need to yeah. shine and what is kind of expendable? Mm-hmm. Our bond. I mean, honestly, not to sound like a cheese ball, but like huh. us as sisters on stage, to me, that's something that you can't replicate unless huh. you're sisters or brothers. You know, I think there are people that have kind of made a career off of blood harmonies and vocalizing with family totally. and things that you can't really create um, with, you know, a duo that's not connected like that. So I think Allie and I will always have that, um, our bond on stage. I think our voices, I think that um, Allie and I have now gotten really used to performing live because we've been doing this for so long. So we know how to grab the attention of an audience, which I think a lot of people don't know how to do when they mm-hmm. tour. Yeah. Um, and, I think uh, it's about the musicianship, you know. It's definitely too. about that. Like, it's not about. I mean, That's obviously, it. I'd love for us to get to a level where we have like a crazy stage layout, you know, and it's um, really intricate and 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 built, you know, hand built from the ground up. But I also know that we are not the type of band that needs, I think, all those bells and whistles. I think we just want to <laughs> go out and like play the music and and have a great band backing us and that it's about the songs and the connection with the audience. And I think there are certain acts that you go to see because of the spectacle of it and totally. maybe it's not so much about the music or about the mm-hmm. the artistry. And that's also fine too because that's art in its own in its own way. Um, but I think for us, we want to be kind of go back to the old school style of of concerts where there weren't really, you know, bells and whistles. It was just people going up on stage and playing great music and having a great time and connecting and then that that magic disappears when they're off stage. Do exactly. you feel the need to like put your storytelling in a in, in a genre box, or are you cool with it just being what it is? Don't really need it to no, be in one. No, because I I kind of think genres are out now. Like people people don't really describe the music they listen to now in pockets of genre. They more talk about emotions. Mm-hmm. How are they feeling that day? I'm on the sad vibe. I'm on a sad playlist. I'm on the acoustic playlist. I'm on the happy playlist. You know, it's like, yeah. I feel like music is now defined by mood as opposed to genre. And um, I also feel like we didn't really, I mean, I guess we kind of had more of a genre when we were younger. That was, I guess you would say pop rock. Um, but I think as we've gotten older, we've realized that we don't really fit in one specific genre space. Like we are kind of pop. We are kind of indie. We are a little folk. There's a tiny bit of country even in this new record. Yeah. I mean, so I'm like, eh, yeah. I'm like, whatever. It's just good music, you know. It's great, by the way, the album. Thanks. Thank you. We're so proud of it. Did you no. listen to the whole thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh cool. Oh, yeah. Well, I love that you guys got to hear. Oh, the whole right thing. on. It's so good. Oh. Yeah, it was phenomenal. Thank you. I love Thanks. that we were here for Touch the Beat, and now we get to be here for With Love well, From. The last one was great too. Thanks. Real quality music. Thank, Thank you. Again, musicianship is very like front and center and obvious. Thank, Thank you. Step it. That, that's I live for that shit. Thanks. How Thanks. long after a touch, uh, a touch of the beat? Sorry, I, the name's so long. We're that's okay. You don't have to say. No, it. That's okay. <laughs> how long after that album? <laughs> I remember when you guys. Tried yeah, you're like what? A touch like, what? of the beat. Again? Totally. How long after that album did you start this one? Because it does sound similar, but it, you mm. can tell there's uh, some changes. Yeah, yeah. So we ended a touch of the beat in. Hold on. Uh, it was May. It came out 2019. No, no, no 2020. Sorry. Wait, what? Yeah, it came out the year of the pandemic. Yeah, 20, actually, right? no, it came out 2021. Oh, oh it did. I yeah. did. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm all messed 2019. up. 2019. Because we're now in 2023. <laughs> I'm all. I'm all messed up. No, it came out 2021. May 7, so, 2021. So, there you yeah. go. Thank you. 2021. Damn. And then um, we made the touch of the beat record in December. December of 2021, mm. which is crazy. No, with love from. Uh, with love from. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. Um, so it came out in May. <laughs> Allie's usually beat. so good at this. I am. I am. I'm off. May 2021 is when Touch of the Beat came, came out. out. Then we 
We started, started immediately recording. weirdly. No, we started immediately writing, writing because we were weirdly still inspired, which yeah. I, I don't. I, not that that's weird, but I guess I wasn't expecting us to still be like. There's more songs to write. I would have thought that we would just be like, I'm burnt out. Like, uh, well, because it was finally 16, made this full record. It was a lot of songs. songs. Um, but we got back into the studio in like, I want to say July or August. Maybe? Yeah. And we wrote and we wrote like July, August, September, October, November. And then we got in the studio to actually make the new record in that December. That December. And then toured Touch the and Beat And then toured after. Touch the Beat afterwards, which was in 2020. So you had another album ready to go Basically, while you were touring the first yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, it just wasn't like all put together. It was uh. like we had we had done all of our vocals and all of our, um, you know, we had cut the band and the vocals at the same time, which we hadn't done on Touch the Beat. And then we knew we had some overdubs to do with like harmonies and some background stuff and that there would maybe be some more parts that would be added in like, hey, we need another guitar line. We'll bring in, you know, the guitarist and he'll overdub. Um, and they, d- they did that up until we left for tour, basically. Mm-hmm. We left um, and that first show was... April 2nd or something. April 2nd. And then when we got back, we finished everything up in the summertime. It was like July, August, September. Do you try any of these songs on the new album with Love From while you're on the road? Yeah, yeah. we did actually. Yeah, we've we never done before. Oh. Yeah, we played with Love From throughout the whole tour. We played Baby Lay Your Head Down. We played Blue Dress. Yeah, I so think three, just those three. three. songs. Yeah. Which felt really good. What and then you, it started making us feel like, oh my gosh, I just want to play the whole new record now. <laughs> yeah. But then we're like, but we got to still honor the Touch of the Beat album, <laughs> which we love. Are you like listening or looking for any sort of reaction? Like, what are you feeling for when you play the new stuff that's unreleased? Yeah, I think it's all about energy. Just seeing how fans react to something they haven't heard yet. And not knowing the lyrics, but still mm-hmm. like enjoying the song, you know? Totally. And then next thing you know, you're seeing it like come out online. People are posting about it. And then the next night, some people might come back to the show and they kind of know the words. Like I remember yeah. starting to see people. I like, was like, what? I was like, how do you know this song already? Yeah, it was wild. That's Because we were consistently doing it. And then we would also do it on the Ben Platt tour. So Because we, uh, we were touring so much last year. We played 75 shows last year. Holy shit. So it was like we were just conditioning people with these new songs. And eventually they were really starting to catch on. But we hadn't really ever done that where we were playing unreleased music. People like it is actually like one of the best ways to get an understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Works. Oh, my goal. My goal for an upcoming album would be to get a whole record on yeah. stage before it's or to play out. or to at least have parts of it where you played each song. You know, a handful of times yeah. in and out of your set. Well, it ends up designing the song in such a way uh-huh. that, like, the fact that you're playing it live is is kind of telling you how it needs to be on a recording. And totally. when the recording leads you don't get that so it's like to me a live show almost needs to tell you how you're going to produce it we actually did a recall on with love from right before it came out like we gave our entire team a heart attack which we never do this kind of thing we were like i'm sorry i was like that well we did on slow dancing too we did on slow dancing that's right um but we were like we need to recut the the chorus vocal we were like we've been singing this song now on stage and i was like we sing it very different than the original recorded version that we did back in December and now it's October and we just sing it differently on stage it has a lot more energy yeah. it's not quite so like lackadaisical in the way that mm. we used to sing it and so we literally went in and just like recut the the whole chorus right before it came out right, oh, like, like literally Which, two weeks before it really it needed out. it and that's it made crazy. a huge difference it made a huge difference so we like looked at each other and we're like we, we that was right yeah that's why live I'm like it's it's so awesome to play live and then figure out your studio Neil process. Young would do that. He would like only test things in That's front cool. of an audience and then go back smart. and figure Brilliant. it out. It's really well, yeah. smart. There you go. That's why he's Neil Young. That's fucking right. 
Well, Allie, I think there's a comment you made about embracing imperfections on this album. Yeah. Is there a reason? Did you guys used to try to make everything too perfect and you realize like sometimes it's nice to yeah. not? Yeah. We're like, totally. me and AJ, I think have, um, I mean, and I think it comes from our pop days. Uh, we, we, we really enjoy comping vocals, um, which is like, you know, the actual putting together of the vocal take, whether that's, you know, one full take of the verse or the chorus, or you're like, I love, you know, take nine, that line, and yeah. then take, you know, 12 on, you know, the third line. Yeah. Um, and I think we we love it so much that sometimes we fixate on getting that perfect vocal or that, that vocal that is in completely, you know, is completely perfectly in tune. Um, and and then we kind of realize that that's not really the the end goal of the type of music that we're trying to make, at least now in our in our career. Well, and it also kind of, it became really clear to Allie and I now that we're adults making records in our 30s as opposed to as teens, that it's it's not really about piecing things together anymore. It's like, energetically, I want to hear one take mm-hmm. of a verse that was all sung in that moment. Yeah. And I'm not saying that you can't do things the other way. I understand when people want to piece together certain lines. I don't believe in piecing together words. I think that that gets mm-hmm. really yeah, it gets really weird, yeah. But lines, and you can, kind of, you can kind of hear it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I understand if you're like, take one of line one was awesome, and take three of line two was really solid, and we could also take take three of line three. You know, yeah. that is cool. I get it. But I think when you're um, getting more comfortable with yourself as a vocalist and you're singing live in a room with your band performing at the same time, mm-hmm. you end up stealing that energy from a one-take performance that you can't oh, yeah. really get from piecing you together. You can't replicate it in the piecing together yeah. part. You're right, yeah. But that's going back to musicianship. Totally. You can't really do those things without it. No, you can't. No, yeah, you can't. Um, so you guys are actually recording these songs almost like it's live? Like you're recording while the yeah. band's playing? Yeah. 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 That's the, how we the, did the this only song. real difference, I guess, oh. that... I mean, we could take one step f- further if we wanted to even go deeper in that world is doing the the, the record to tape, which I, maybe I could see in our future. Neil yeah. Young does that too. Yeah, He does. Yeah, cool. He's he fucking does. crazy, dude. I mean, that's wild. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we... No, it was really we were, cool. We were, we were in, in an isolated yeah, vocal room isolated and box. playing, you know, singing while the band was playing and it was amazing. And I, I do think it inspired the way we sang certain things mm-hmm. because we had James on drums and we had... Um, Sam on guitar and Joe Kennedy on keys. I mean, we have such an amazing, our band live is incredible. Our studio friends are also incredible and we have so many musicians that we now work with. And I think their playing just really helps inspire how we're gonna sing, mm-hmm. bottom line. And if, these and guys are already, like the best. Like these are like crazy talented musicians that- Insane. That you just kind of go, look, you just do your thing. I'm, yeah. I don't want to stop you, like keep Who's the Who's arranging flowing. it though? A lot of it's arranged by our producer, yeah. Eve Rothman, uh-huh. and then Ali and I as well. Like, we yeah. all have a really heavy hand in that. Um, and then we really let the band also, do like, it. do what they want to do. Because they also might, from just a gut perspective, they all look at each other and go, I feel like that should be a double chorus, or can this outro be another four bars longer? And we'll go, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 go do it, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, so there's a lot of freedom. But there's a sketch in, before. There's, there's a sketch, but there's a lot of freedom in the sessions, which I, I do think the musicians really enjoy because it's not some rigid structured totally. session that they're coming into where they're like okay like I can't really go outside the box here we're like try it if we love it then we'll let you keep going down that road yeah totally that like that freedom is what makes a great product yeah yeah I think so too. well I think that's why Rick Rubin is such a genius because oh, yeah. he gives so much freedom to his artists and it makes them feel like they're 
like God because mm-hmm. He's inspired that in them. Yeah, it's more so about it's like enabling. There's no, yeah, totally. Exactly. Yeah. There's no barriers. Uh, mm-hmm. By the way, with Love From, you got to listen, right? When is it coming out? Is it out? It's out, yeah. The fuck? Why did I? Th- well, the song's no, the out, not the record, oh, not the album. Yeah, yeah, that's I the was confusion. Yeah. Say. The single, the out. first single is the album title. I don't think I was like my notes say yeah. something different on the album. Yeah, I think, yeah. but it, well, it's coming right this spring. Yeah, yeah it's coming yeah. out. Yeah, this T- spring. Title track first, though. Yeah, title, title track, track first. first. Why is that? Yeah. Why'd you make that decision? Um, I don't know. I don't think there was like a specific reason that we chose that, but we liked the message behind with love from and that it felt like it was kind of the the heart of the the album in terms of what it meant to us and that it was kind of this love letter to our fans um and and so it made sense to release it first but it wasn't always going to be the song that was released first we've like we've gone down many paths of no this song and no this song because we we actually think there's a lot that could have been a single or could be a single um we've now kind of come to our conclusion there's no world changing it at this point but but um there's a couple songs on here you were talking about singles there's like three songs on here that i thought were phenomenal would sound oh, so cool. good live what were the ones that you what were, are they? your favorite but, uh, yeah. after hours mm-hmm. cool. love you this way and tear up the night cool oh, sick. Tear, tear the, the night, night up tear yeah, the night yeah, yeah. Up. cool thank yeah. you those ones are going to sound so good live oh that's awesome Thanks. thank you yeah. that's awesome i felt yeah. very 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 understood by i'm open to something and that something is you oh that opens our record. That opens the album. It's going to open yeah. the live show, too. God. We're I mean, giving so much away. <laughs> what do you like about the song? Oh, it kind of, I don't know. It's, it's about coming, uh, my interpretation of it is coming to terms with the fact that you finally found somebody mm. that you're down to ride with or love mm-hmm. or give yourself to or reprioritize for. Totally. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not perfect, it yes. doesn't have to be. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes every, you think it needs to be perfect. Sometimes you think it does, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the reality is I think beauty and real love actually thrives in imperfection and growing from when the, those imperfections are exposed. Totally. I agree. Mm. Yeah. Well, it got me thinking, so thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, You're welcome. Perfection is an illusion. That, amen. That's what Brett Dyer would say. With love from, we're going to put a link in the description below. Listen, listen, listen. What are you thinking? Who was hiding out in Missouri? And what were you doing there? <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, we've hit out in a lot of, I think, cities over our lifetime. And I think because we've done a lot of touring, that in a way is a bit of a hideout from our real life. Being out on the road keeps you away from some of your like responsibilities at home. Mm-hmm. And and so for us, we were like, well, let's let's choose a couple of cities in the U.S. that I know are are places that we connect to or we've had moments in um and put it in the song and and we also love the kind of the double meaning of misery and misery Misery. Um, yeah 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 we both have our our connection to that line but for me it's more of like i'm hiding out in my own mood Mm -hmm. i'm hiding out in misery wherever that is what about vegas I mean, Vegas is a city of sin, so you know nothing good happens in Vegas. <laughs> exactly. No, it's fucking the worst. It's Vegas so is crazy, but yeah. we've had really good experiences there, and we actually shot a lot of content there, and this crazy thunderstorm followed us for like two days, and it became such a mood for this album. It's kind of bizarre. Yeah, from Marfa, um, Texas to Las Vegas. Followed us from Marfa to Vegas. <gasps> Holy shit. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy. Everywhere we went, there was thunder and lightning. We were like, what the hell does this mean? Yeah. Um, when we were trying to make the... The music video the music for video. With Love From and the like album content, like all the artwork. That's yeah, weird. so Vegas is just right? like, just it's Vegas. a place we've been so many times yeah. and 
it represents, I think, a lot of... Um, just being in a dark moment or dark place. Yeah, you know? it does represent a lot of darkness. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah. people searching for something that they can't really ever hold on Find, to. Yeah. There's a whole city of people <laughs> who live it's in the, the tunnels. the least sustainable, least <laughs> oh, sustainable yeah, that's place right. of all time. And the tunnel people in Vegas. There's tunnel I've, people? I've heard of this. Oh, yeah, dude. They live under the streets. I've heard of I this. I thought I was going to be taken. I, last time I was there, I was like, take I've, me I to read, the I, I read an article on this. I thought it was going to be taken. Real. Like, no, what? I, it's fucking nuts. Like, I don't, like, I'm assuming it's people who come to Vegas trying to like better their life through yeah. gambling. Right. But the reality is like they fall short and have nowhere to go. And, so there's communities of people. Yeah. So the way the city is built for draining, because it doesn't rain there much. There's Except like, when we were there. It, that, yeah. Which is why <laughs> it it's fucking crazy. weird. crazy. Mm-hmm. It's, there's like these drains that are essentially tunnels that exist underneath the city and they all live there like it's a whole community of people so, so like, hundreds of like, people like, like a I mean I guess would you call it like a nomad community yes. or a homeless wow. community kind of yeah. so it's all the people that yeah that didn't quite make it in the city yeah. and they're like still Winnipeg there or- it says uh, there's 600 miles of tunnels under Las Vegas and yeah. 1500 people live there I mean that's a lot of people that's yes that's wild that's Insane. It's like a little encampment. Yeah, if they yeah. get another thousand, they're going to need, like, you know, services. Right. Wow. Trash and police and stuff. Jeez. Crazy, right? That's insane. Crazy. I did yeah. not know that. Well, sorry to darken it up, everybody. Give it a Google when you want. Tunnel people in Vegas. Uh, <laughs> listen to... <laughs> why did I say that? Uh, listen to it, Love From. Please, please, please. Uh, the, the, the single. Album's on the way. It's coming in the spring. Uh, has there ever been a discussion about doing a Cowbell's present day movie? Um, we, we, it's been hinted we at. floated it for a bit, but that was like five years ago. Yeah. And, and by now we've now kind of said, if they really wanted to do it, they would have if come If Disney Plus us. wants to knock on the door. They great. know how to get in touch. Yeah. They know yeah. how to get a hold of us. Yeah, the mouse know knows your number. Totally. Yeah. But we're not like pushing it now. Mm. Interesting. Would you like a Cowbell sequel? Would love it. <laughs> Wait, really? Yes. What would, but what would you, be? what would you want it to be about? Oh, uh, I mean like, I would love to get a present day look. Like are they are they are they married are they divorced? Yeah. Where are they at? What were you pitching? We didn't uh, really. We have didn't a have pitch. a. We didn't have a pitch. It was just a cowbell sequel. It was like <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> like it's like you want to do it? Okay, we'll figure it out now. We'll yeah. figure it out now. Yeah, yeah. got it. Yeah. We didn't really have much. I mean, no. maybe it was uh, like a sister. One of them's divorced. Yeah, that one kind of is thing. still like working at the dairy farm. I just think there's some. Even if it's like turns into a TV show, there's a good YA audience there. Yeah, there I'll is. Like, I'll, I'll give it a rewatch and I'll pitch you a few concepts. Okay, you know? great. That would actually be really helpful. Yeah, we'll workshop. Okay. Perfect, we'll workshop it. You know, it's slow and steady. Do you think it's important, though, to keep yourself separated from your Disney days? Like, I'm sure fans would love if you Thank you, Dan. Nick yes. Jo- I mean, the Jonas Brothers <laughs> or Miley Cyrus again. Like, I'm sure people would no, love that, but does that even make sense? No. Yeah. No, not really. I don't really. think so. I don't think so. And I also feel like, you know, over time, you end up just, your taste changes so mm-hmm. dramatically that you end up making music that is very different from the music that you were making, you know, back in the day. I mean, Miley is definitely making different music. Yeah. I don't know about Jonas Brothers. I feel like they're making the same music, but, um, but <laughs> like, but, but, but I do think that it's one of those things where like you, as you get older, you start to realize, okay, this is actually my taste. That was my taste as a teen. Yeah. And, and now I'm kind of, I'm in this place and, and you're not ashamed of the past. Of you know, course. the past happened. But you're not. But you really, don't feel like you have much in common with it. Anymore. Yeah, yeah. It, it you know. feels like a. Not in a bad way. It's like a. 
it feels like another time mm-hmm. and another place and era and moment. An ex-boyfriend life. that you're no longer yeah. Yeah. into. And it's right. like, what? Well, to put that outfit you're like, wait, we dated? You're like, huh. Right. I guess, I mean, we did That's the nice equivalent moments. of kind of the Disney past. Yeah. Yeah. But. yeah. I, I really do understand that. And I, I do think there's like a couple things. Well, one, I think Disney suffers from the fact that like they will not update their IP storytelling to match young adults. So like anything they're looking to do is still for a family and like Elizabeth eventually Gu- that's gotta go you can't do it because like yeah. even you Elizabeth McGuire do yeah. doesn't matter like if you bring back cowbells like it needs to be something that is meant for people like me yeah not for who's watching today Correct. exactly it's about Correct. bringing back who was there I agree. not Correct. feeding who's already there yes yeah. that is true and I, I just you know they got to get out of their own way there but like I get it like it is it's a chapter that you you kind of close and you know also it's hard to remember sometimes I mean I know that Fuck sounds yeah. weird no, but I'm I like it's a really long time ago I'm like wait I mean I remember certain parts but then other parts I'm like I, that's, I, it's just blacked out I'm like I don't really remember way. that it yeah, probably is better that way. Fuck yeah. It's probably also a way to deal with trauma. That's uh, 100%. Yeah. You know, whether yeah. that's, you know, I mean, I, I again, I, I, we have been very lucky and have not had a lot of really terrible moments. But I'm sure some that's of that true. is just like... Overall, we had a really good experience, It's just, you know, you're a teen and you... I mean, most people probably don't remember oh, yeah. their teen years, you yeah, know? because you're going When they're like going. in their mid-30s, they're like, what, what was I doing when I was 15, nah. you know? Sister, right. our brains are developing. There's yeah, no room for exactly. memories. Correct. Exactly. You're just experiencing. Yeah, it's crazy. Damn. Well, listen to With Love From, please. Allie and AJ, final thoughts? Yeah, one quick question. You yeah. guys mentioned taste. And, like, do you guys have the same taste today? Because you're building this really cool brand. It's kind of like Western. I see you shoot a lot of things on film. Mm-hmm. Is that, mm-hmm. like, something you decide on together or somebody take lead on the visuals? I mean, that's something we yeah. really feel passionate about as a duo. Mm-hmm. I think it's important that because Ali and I operate as one amoeba basically for our music, we have to both adopt the same ethos and really believe in the same thing. And if we don't, that's a conversation. But for Ali and I, it's something that that we both really strive for, shooting on film and also leaning towards more of like this kind of folk direction, which is more what analog we really grew up with. digital. I mean, as much as we can. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I thank you for noticing. That is a big, um, that's a big, intention behind the music and behind the visuals and um you know we're we're definitely like an indie we're an indie act so we don't have sometimes the finances that another artist would have to be able to do some you know blowout music video that costs you know a few hundred thousand but i don't think you need it but i don't think you need it i think it can still be really meaningful and heartfelt it might not serve the music correctly if we had it that way that's true too yeah Yeah. Mm. but um but i think aj and i as we've gotten older our our taste does continue to like meld together i think we've always enjoyed pretty much the same music and films um and tv shows um you know my husband is is a big part of the aesthetic of the band because he's kind of our creative director Mm -hmm. um so he shoots all the videos and all the images i mean not kind of he is he is yeah he is is the and in ali and aj we joke yeah no he is um but um but i think as we get older we realize that we're like very similar in certain ways and then very different in, yeah. in others. Yeah. But I think that the things that we are similar on are all the things that help our band, which is great. Mm-hmm. Like, I love survivalist shows. Allie doesn't really care for them. Yeah. I mean, Allie I watch loves, it. Allie <laughs> loves true crime. I don't really care for that. <laughs> yeah. That's really our biggest, that's our biggest, our biggest difference. differences. Yeah. Well, go see these two on tour. We're going to put a link in the description below if you want to buy tickets. Please buy tickets. Do it, do it, do it. 
They're putting on a good show. Playing the Greek. We're playing the Greek. September 8th, That's we're huge. playing the Greek. It's a big deal for us. It's By the way, huge. we never even played the Greek back in the day. That's, I mean, yeah, it's, first of all, one of the most iconic venues yeah. on planet Earth. We cannot wait. And it's the most gorgeously stunning. It's beautiful. You guys gotta come. Oh, we're coming. You have yeah. to. Oh, we're also playing yeah. um, Hammerstein in New York, which Huge. I cannot wait I for. Love. We're playing the Ryman on my birthday. Wow. In Nashville. Casual knots. Which haven't Casual. played that since 2007. <sighs> Crazy. Yeah, we have an old school Allie and AJ poster from the Ryman that they made us back in the day. And I'm Crazy. like, oh, I want the new version now of like us. Has you know. that really been motivating at all? Like wanting to achieve in any way, whether it's like, it, it may never be chart success, it may be whatever, mm-hmm. but like achieve certain milestones that you were able to do before and then yeah. you know surpass in new ways in different totally. ways that totally. fulfill you totally, totally. Ryman is a perfect example I think, of that I think the, the venues um, is, a, is a huge example of that I think radio and charting and stuff I mean, I don't know. We're never we, really had it to begin with I don't mm-hmm. think we ever Not had it in a huge it. way so in a weird way we've never really tasted that success so I'm like that's okay, you huh. know, if it never comes. I also know the music. It's a weird we make, thing to be casual about, but yeah. but it's it's true. It. We don't. I also think the music is kind of. I mean, it's a bit niche. You, like if we were just doing maybe something that was more down the middle and it was like very mainstream, I would yeah. understand maybe the the need or want for that kind of validation. But I know that our music isn't that, and so we're choosing this very specific journey to go down, and mm-hmm. I think we're confident in that and knowing that this is going to be, I think, the most rewarding for us long term mm-hmm. I think it's the kind of music that we'll be happy still playing when we're in our 50s and 60s you and that's know? what it's about right I was at a Stevie yeah. Nicks concert a couple months ago and then as I was listening to your album I was like I could see these two playing these these mm-hmm. songs when they're like 60, 70 that's just kind of cool. rocking out oh, on stage thanks, Dan. thank you that's, yeah. a massive that's the compliment. biggest compliment we could get yeah thank definitely you. got that vibe thank you that's, that's the goal really, that's really the goal. cool mm-hmm. um and shout out to Pappy and Harriet's. We're playing a show there. Wow. Yeah, it's going to awesome. be like our pre-tour. Come see us. Listen to the whole record yeah. front to back. Sick. Um, Pappy and Harriet's March 17th. So yeah. if anyone wants to head out to Yucca Valley, Joshua Tree, Pioneer Town. Yeah. Wow. Come We're see really us. excited. That Have you guys amazing. ever seen a, a, a show there? No. I've only eaten there. Yes, yeah, same. Only, I've only yeah. eaten there. Only in there. Never saw. A show. I just yeah. saw Phoenix like a oh, few nights shit. ago. Oh shit! And they she played said inside. It was, it was really cool. I mean, the space is was so crammed. We're outside, which I think actually will be more ideal. I think uh. we'll enjoy it. Yeah. Um, just because it's a slightly larger stage and it's just not. I mean, people literally couldn't move. And you're you know? outside. Uh. And you're outside. Nice. It'll feel a little more. Um, but it was very cool to see them in such a. I mean, small space. They had like 300 people inside that were wow. able to attend, and Sold you were just out like smushed instantly. You know? That's but it was very fucking cool. crazy. Crazy. I've yeah. wanted to see like Patrick Watson there, uh, Patty Smith there. Never seen a show there. I've just eaten there, and so the and fact that you experienced that the other night. Yeah, I literally had chili right before <laughs> and a and a cocktail, and then saw the perfect. Play. It was great. What a night! And now you'll perform there. And now yeah. we'll perform. Yeah, there. your first show is your own there. Sick. Exactly. Pretty cool. Yeah, we can't wait. We're gonna put yeah. a link in the description below if you want to get tickets. Go go go. Also, link to listen to all their music, Ali and AJ, on Amazon Music. We thank you two for giving us time and energy today. Thanks I really appreciate you. Thanks. We had a we great appreciate time. Appreciate you. Yeah, you I'm glad we could come amazing. in this time. Yes. Same. I mean, yeah. Anytime we put out a record, we'll be here. Oh, uh, if you'll have us. Did you already yeah. start? Literally anytime. Did you already start the next one? Since you <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, funny okay, enough, no, we've not. Actually, that's <laughs> like that. That's good. I think. I think maybe at the end of the year, with all the touring that will have been done, then we'll maybe start to get inspired on, you know, writing a new record. Agreed. But, yeah. Boom. We'll keep you guys up to date. Okay. Please. You'll know all the all the details. Give us all the tea. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Dan is a real fan. I think it's amazing. Thank you. I love Thanks, it. Dan. It's so good. Like I said, it's like a modern day Fleetwood Mac can fit in there with the Eagles. Totally. That's really. Thank you. And like, really cool. 
that's phenomenal. That's really high praise. Thank you. That's, Thank you. that's yeah. really sweet. So listen to it. Link in the description below. Allie and AJ, everybody. Thanks Ooh, for hanging out. Thanks. Thanks, thanks guys. Yes, beautiful human. You made it through our conversation with Allie and AJ. Proud of you. Big thanks to them for hanging out. Big thanks to our sponsors, Go Puff. And a big thanks to you for putting up with us. Now, please, be safe. Hug your family if you can. Remind them that you love them. Don't go to jail. Subscribe to our podcast. Share with those you care about and have an amazing day. I really love and appreciate you. Okay? I'll talk to you real soon. By the way, today's episode is made possible by a few incredible humans, including our executive producers, Michael D. Ratner, Scott Ratner, Dylan Martyr, Dan Zola, Joshua Rusak, and Olivia Rodensky. Our senior director, Toby Lawless. Our associate producers, Eve Bishop and Claudia Villarreal. Our music is by James Asciutto. Our editor is Camera Carlos Gomez. Our sound mixer is Daniel Chavez-Crook. Our post-production manager is Caroline Rude. And I'm your host and executive producer, Zach Sang. Thanks for hanging out with us today. I'll talk to you real soon.